overall with dance, if, if you're not really of the dance community or you're not dancing yourself, you don't really, it's hard to understand like the, the love and the passion for it. That's Peter Reynolds, a.k.a. P. Boogie, our second featured artist for this season of the Live Art Magazine podcast from NEPR. He's one of the co-founders of Studio 860, a dance studio in Hartford that focuses on hip-hop and street dance. Hartford's main area code, 860, links the studio to its roots and pride in Connecticut's capital city. Peter started the studio along with fellow dancer and educator, Jolette Creary, in 2012. Youth and teens ages four and up can take classes like intermediate street jazz, intro to popping, beginner's b-boy, and contemporary techniques. They have an elite team who've competed all over the country, taking first in their division at the Prelude Urban Dance Competition in New York, and fourth overall at the World of Dance in Atlanta. They see at these competitions, these kids cipher too, like we do at home. And then when I, when I do go in, they, they cheer me on. Oh, I'm not even at home. So when they come back, now they're even more amped to, all right, now I'm getting a cipher a lot more while I'm back at home and, and build up my scene or, or, or motivate other people. Like, yo, we got, no, you got to train like this because when we went to Atlanta, man, all of them was out there doing this, this, and that, and they loved us. It's more than just winning competitions. Take Magazine said of the studio last year, though it's only three years old, Studio 860 has evolved into a spawning ground for regional dance talent, a hub for traveling dance instructors and performers, and a supportive community of creative young people. I would say we have a, a student of ours. Um, he's kind of been MIA for a little bit, but we understand like he's right now in his adult stage. So he's like really trying. He's a dope freestyle dancer, um, and he goes by he go by Simba. And his name, I believe, in Spanish is Heart of a Lion, I believe, he said. So that's how he rolled with it. We met him at a competition that our, our group that he's a part of, Teammate 60, but this is like when we had just started. And we entered a competition at um, Weaver High School, which is on the other side of town. He went before our kids, like a couple acts. He went by himself. And I remember sitting down there with one of the kids, one of our former students' father. I was sitting there and we was watching. I was like, and we both said, we was like, if we do lose, that's the only person that would beat us. And by the end of that night, we told him that we would love to have a part of our team. I guess that was something that was very um, motivational and big for him in his life because at the time, he was having like a little hard rock at home. I have a couple of friends um, that have been in a situation where, you know, they kind of don't really get a chance to live their childhood or at least their, you know, their high school years of school because, you know, taking care of siblings and stuff like that because, you know, mom or dad's out, parents working. So at that time, you know, sometimes he can make rehearsals, sometimes he couldn't. Mom didn't like it because now it's this new thing that he's committed to. I think it was the first big World of Dance competition, the big competition called World of Dance. And I, I believe it was after that, the footage that was captured, the experience that he had and, every, and the students all had together was something that I think grew um, a closer bond between him and his mom. Once he's with us, she knew he's in good hands. She, she proud know that he's doing something good because he didn't, she can go online now and see like, whoa, like, oh, y'all going against all these crews? 
first you don't know what he's doing or what he's going to do, but you you can tell the story that he's telling. And there've been times where like he didn't told personal stories like of what's going on, and but like the dance, the the physical movement, you can tell is like he's talking about it, and he is like you know like a real dope freestyler, like and we really see so much potential in him, like easy, like he can go west coast and into battles and make a big name for himself. Our kids are dying. They are dying to perform this again. It's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. And it's going to be a real expressive performance. But, but I, I know people are going to dig it. It's going to be funky. It's going to be cool. Trust me, people are going to go crazy. Like, people are going to go, it's, it's, it's going to be dope. You know, with certain, certain times, certain events that, you know, allow certain things to be captured so much or allow people to capture all this stuff. Being that we have done events before where it's like, yo, where's the footage? Like, no one recorded nothing. And it's just, and then we think about it, it's like, nah, it, it, it should just stay like that. Whoever was there, they got that memory. And I thought that aspect was real cool. And then to have, like, live dancers, a live band or bands playing and at the same time collaborating. Just this live art, period. No cameras, nothing like, to me, like right now, when she told me that, like no cameras, none of that, I started thinking about like, everybody's so used to pulling up their phones. Like that's why I respect certain artists that don't let people record them when they air perform live. Because if you're giving a good show, why am I performing this whole show? And then why would somebody else want to come see it? They can just watch it over and over, you know, based upon through your, your, your Facebook live. You know, sometimes, you know, some people like this is their, way to survive, you know, spiritually, physically, emotionally. That whole experience of just having like that intimate moment with a viewer, having that moment is like you just can't beat that like because, you know, certain things are just made for a certain time and a certain purpose, I feel. The thing that pushes us is just having that respect, that passion and love from our students and as much as possible give them opportunity and a window of opportunity to express themselves um, in their community out here amongst, you know, crime and just amongst the different things that can hold someone's back. The mission is being accomplished. Um, may not be accomplished yet, but it is getting there because the fact that the next generation is already passing on the, the um, knowledge and the passion and determination um, as we did towards them. The dancers of Studio 860 will take over the Academy stage in Northampton at Live Art Magazine on October 21st. Find out more about them at studio860.com. For tickets, check the events tab at nepr.net or go to liveartmagazine.org. Next week, we'll hear from poet Alessina Sainazari and vocalist Laura Sue discussing their new collaboration, Broken Color. This seems more like Alessina's baby because he's putting all the thought, all the words behind this, and I think that I think the lyrics like really carry a lot of the meaning for this piece. I, I went to her. I'm like, Laura, I can't really write anything without any like musical context. Like, I need some sound with it in order to in, like invoke an emotion for me to write, and it's much more important than she thinks. I'm Amanda Herman. Thanks for listening to the Live Art Magazine podcast from NEPR. <laughs>